0: afternoon. I'm Paige Browning from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle, where we can say goodbye to dry weather and settle in for rain for a while. Here's today's wrap on the top stories in our region. It's Thursday, November 30th. Seattle has set a new record for the most homicides ever in a single year. City leaders are scrambling to find solutions to gun violence. Editor Kat Smith walks us through some of the losses this year. A teen boy shot in a South Seattle condo complex. A pregnant woman gunned down in her car at a Belltown intersection. A man shot in the abdomen inside an apartment building for senior citizens. These are just some of the 70 homicide victims in Seattle so far this year, according to city police. It's a grim new record for Seattle. The previous high was 69 homicides in 1994. That figure collapsed to a low in 2016, but homicides have been climbing steadily the last few years. Records from King County's medical examiner show most of the deaths so far this year have been gun-related. A spokesperson for Mayor Bruce Harrell called the situation, quote, extremely concerning. Kat Smith, KUOW News. On the climate beat today, you may know that buildings and the energy it takes to heat and cool them are some of the biggest causes of pollution. Well, the Washington State Building Code Council voted this week to require high-efficiency heat pumps in new homes and other buildings. Joshua McNichols has the story. Rachel Kohler is the managing director of Shift Zero, a climate advocacy group. Heat pumps are really the top technology choice now because they are so efficient. And they run on our state's clean electricity. And they offer heating and cooling. And anybody that's been in Seattle in recent years knows that we need air conditioning now for those hot summers and the smoke events. The tougher building codes had been delayed by legal challenges. So the building code council members did some wordsmithing. They aren't explicitly requiring heat pumps or banning natural gas, but they are requiring a high level of efficiency that only heat pumps can achieve. Gas cooking stoves are still allowed. The Washington Building and Industry Association called the rule change an assault on energy security and said they'd keep fighting it in court. Joshua McNichols, KUOW News. Several Seattle area bartel drug stores closed on Tuesday and now some pharmacy customers are struggling to fill their prescriptions. Ann Dornfeld reports. The line at a Walgreens in Capitol Hill Thursday morning went all the way down the aisle. The nearby Bartels closed this week with no notice to customers, including where it sent hundreds of people's prescriptions. It was supposed to be this Walgreens, but some never made it. Sterling Yamas waited anxiously in line with his portable oxygen tank. Yeah, I'm on like 10 different medicines. Yeah, they're important. Yeah. He only learned the Bartels that held his prescriptions had closed for good when he tried to get refills. I tried to switch it to uh, Harborview. And they've tried twice to get the information. I I called today and was on hold for like two hours, and they never picked up, so I came here. Two people ahead of him were turned away when their prescriptions couldn't be found. Rite Aid has filed for bankruptcy protection and closed at least 18 Bartels and many Rite Aid stores in the Seattle area this year. Rite Aid did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Ann Dornfeld, KUOW News. A message is going out to the Asian-American community in Seattle today. Prosecutors are encouraging people to come forward if they've been the victim of a crime. Advocates in the Asian community are supporting this call with the goal of tamping down on hate crimes. Gustavo Sagrero explains. Over the summer, Chris Koa, the organizer of a recent forum at Seattle University, had his home broken into when he and his family were away. Around the same time, his neighbors were robbed at gunpoint tasered and tens of thousands of dollars were taken all of them were Asian American From his point of view his community is being deliberately targeted Investigators are still trying to figure out if what his neighbors went through are hate crimes. Coes says his goal is to connect community members and organizations with some of the legal and government groups that help with these kinds of cases. he'll hold more community gatherings in the next few months aiming to connect with communities in the southern parts of King County. Gustavo Sagrero K U O W news. Rain and snow are coming and I mean significant rain and snow. Seattle could get an inch of rain between now and tomorrow night, Friday. Then more rain all through the weekend and next week. Okay, but that is nothing compared to the mountains. The Cascades are looking at 30 inches of snow or more between now and Sunday. There's a 90% chance of that much snow on Stevens Pass, according to the National Weather Service. Time to put chains and gloves in your trunk if you don't have all-wheel drive. November is usually the Seattle area's rainiest month. That can be tough on the psyche. November is also when rain draws an important animal back to our region. John Ryan reports from Boeing Creek in Shoreline. November is when chum salmon come back to spawn in many small creeks around Puget Sound. They're the second biggest type of salmon. Only Chinooks are bigger. And the endangered orcas that mostly eat Chinooks also come into Puget Sound to eat chum salmon in the fall. Chum salmon don't spend so much time in freshwater as other salmon do, so you can find them spawning in watersheds that are too degraded by pollution or pavement to support other salmon. So if you happen to see one of those endangered orcas, maybe say a little thanks to November and the chum salmon that help keep the orcas fed when Chinooks aren't around. On the banks of Bowing Creek, John Ryan, KUOW News. Tis the season, not just for holiday gatherings, but cough, cough, the spread of viruses. Dr. Scott Lindquist is the state's epidemiologist, and he says Washington state was already seeing a rise in virus cases pre-Thanksgiving, mainly in RSV and flu. We knew we were already well into the RSV season before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving will likely amplify that, and the same is going on for flu right now. Lindquist says COVID cases remain pretty low right now. While holiday gatherings tend to result in a bump in virus spread, Lindquist says there are lots of things people can do to reduce the impact, like stay home if you're sick for all our sakes. Here's what else to know today. The North Cascades Highway closes tonight, which for a lot of people is a marker of winter starting. And while drivers lose a route across the mountains, it opens up a whole world for wide-ranging carnivores. The annual closure gives wolverines and lynx more room to roam for several months without disturbance from vehicles. In business, the Triple X Root Beer Drive-In just closed its doors for good. It came as a surprise to Issaquah residents and everyone else who's popped in for floats and shakes over the last 55 years. The note on the door says, "We have retired." Anyone want that light-up Triple X sign? And in Everett, the Aqua Sox minor league baseball team is moving ahead with plans to get a better stadium. MLB is requiring the minor league team to upgrade Funko Field or build a new one. So this week, the Everett Council approved a couple of bills to get environmental and site reviews done. And that's a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Paige Browning. We'll be back tomorrow with another news roundup. See ya.